0: Terms and conditions
1: apply. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring? Welcome to AutoZone. What are
2: you working on today? I got to change the oil in my car right now. Get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic Welcome into the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek, a podcast dedicated to everything you need to know about the squad. Mm, Jiggity Jack, good juice, good juice, very angry. This is gonna be the closest I can get to doing very angry in Joel Town. Yeah. Very angry. The New Orleans Pelicans podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Pelicans podcast for this Friday, January 27th, 2023. Uh, I still sound just a bit like Marge Simpson, but I'm powering through it. Hopefully by Monday, uh, I will be better. Luckily, Four straight days of me having to talk into a microphone, grossing people out. Welcome to the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. The man, the myth, the living legend, the effervescent, Mr. Jim Eichenhofer is here to save me and help uh, carry this show.
3: Last week or the other day, I was abelient. Today, I'm effervescent. Mm-hmm. I feel great. I mean, I, I feel like my vocabulary is increasing by being part of the show and listening to your descriptions, so... Yeah, I'm Fed doing of well. That
2: uh, that toilet paper of the day, uh, you know, thing that, uh, <laughs>
3: that someone gave. Is that from. where you're getting them from? Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah I don't read books. Nice, uh, but look, we we
2: we got some good news. Uh, Zion is in the All Star game. Woo! Yes, sir. Get pumped up, Pelicans fans. Uh, you know that that was great news because I, I think all Pelicans fans can agree we need a little good news right now,
3: Timothy. Yes, and. Uh, to be honest with you, I didn't think it was a lock that he was going to be a starter. I me think neither. there was some some apprehension, some hesitation of who that third starter was going to be. I mean, we all knew that LeBron James and Nik- Nikola, Jokovic, Jok- ugh, Nikola Jokic. Yeah, I pronounce it a
2: different way every <laughs> single time I say it. One way will stick eventually. I don't
3: know what made me uh, jump into tennis there for a second there, Jokovic. <laughs> but yeah, no, everyone know, knew those two guys were going to be starters. The third spot was definitely up in the air. And then from the fan voting, which is 50% of what determines it, Anthony Davis was third, Zion was fourth. So you had (laughs) to beat him out. You had to beat Anthony Davis out. Um, The media vote comes in, and Zion is fourth in that. So still we're a little dicey. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis was third. Um, Still not a lock. But then the player vote, you see that, and you see that it was Jokic (laughs) one. I pronounced it correctly that time. There you go. LeBron two. Zion was third. Anthony Davis was down to seventh. So and Ooh. Sabonis was fifth. So that really, if you if you really want to go into it, you, I'm not going to get into the the uh, mathematics and the complicated averages and stuff like that. Yeah, of you'll the, lose me. The weighted score, but really, it was the player vote that is what got Zion in. So I, you got to give a lot of respect to the players for recognizing that. I mean there's a couple other to me Larry Markkinen was fourth player vote Sabonis like I mentioned was fifth those guys deserve a ton of credit for being on teams that have exceeded expectations and yeah. those two guys have had great years so the players gave them respect as well Yeah um to a to a, a very high degree but with Zion being third um that really is what got him ahead of the other players and and so Great news for Zion, his second All-Star appearance. Obviously, he's the youngest All-Star starter this year. And two years ago when he was in the All-Star game in the 2021 year, he was the youngest All-Star of anyone, not just, you know, reserve starters, whatever. He was the youngest guy in that game. So continuing to add to his resume and his accolades at just the young – Age of, st- he's still only 22.
2: Yep, keep getting him, young Buck. Uh, great to see him in the All-Star game. More good news.
3: Brandon Ingram's back,
2: man. And uh, look, uh, it was a bit of a bummer uh, in that T-Wolves game. Uh, ended up a loss. And and Brandon Ingram didn't set the world on fire in that no. game. He had 13 points. Uh, I think he had five rebounds, five assists. But the offense looked different. You, you yeah. got to see players sort of playing their roles, the mm-hmm. roles they're supposed to, and 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 it's going to take a bit for for Bi to knock off that rust. But you trust that he's gonna. He's been splashing shots and in, in warm ups and stuff. He's he's gonna get his stroke back. Uh, you know what? What did you see
3: in his return? I thought he made a big impact in terms of the sh- the type of shots that they created. Just the the attention that he draws was able to get guys m- maybe some more open looks, and there was a little bit more good flow to the offense instead of it being you know maybe more isolation type situations. Um, but I mean, this is not breaking news. I mean, Pelicans just have to do a better job of making the shots that they're yeah. getting. They he shot had so
2: many potential assists right? They sh- just weren't assists because they didn't make the shots. And, and
3: they actually shot a little bit better from three in the game Wednesday against Minnesota than they had in the previous three games where they were under 30% in all of those games. So that was a little bit of a bump. But I mean, like you said, It's going to take some time, I think, for him to get his timing and his rhythm. And
2: Najee, too. Najee said he
3: needs to get his handle back. And it was interesting for people who saw the pregame show on TV before the Timberwolves game. um, David Wesley and Antonio Daniels both talked about how a lot of times when a player's been out for a couple months like B.I. has – The first game back, you either dominate and play amazing, and people are just like, what an incredible performance from a guy that's been out so long. Or Zion had that after his current absence. Or you just have a clunker-type game. And I don't think B.I. played terribly, but, I mean, the the four for 18 from the field is just so – Pedestrian
2: is terrible for B.I. standards because we're spoiled. But because we expect, you know, oh, he's going to fall out of bed and score 25. Mm But that's you know unreasonable at this point. But I do expect him to get into that that sort of rhythm soon.
3: Yeah, and I don't think it'll take him long no. to be the efficient offensive player that he is, where he's shooting you know near fifty percent from the field. I thought part of why his shooting numbers were poor too was because it, it seemed like he took some tough ones. And the way the game started, I think, was was not ideal because in a, in a couple situations the Pelicans were up against the shot clock and he had to take a jumper with somebody in his face or the clock was winding down and he, he had to take something that was off balance. So it wasn't a great way to, you know, get back involved, especially yeah. from a shooting. And the Timberwolves
2: and, are also good.
3: We should, yeah. We should from a scoring and shooting standpoint. But um, I think he's very optimistic that it won't take him long to, you know, get back into the swing of things and, and get back to looking like the all-star player that he, he has been. So, and we, uh, myself and a bunch of other media people got a chance to catch up with them. No, no.
2: The media people got to join the gym interview. Let's (laughs) let's correct the record. Yes.
3: In the locker room. And he spoke for a few minutes after the game. We had to wait quite a while. I know his post game routine, he, um, must have uh, multiple things that he has to check off, which is fine. Um, but we, we got a chance to, to, uh, catch up with him for a few minutes and he, uh, he 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 kind of starts out this clip talking about just the way that he felt to be back on the court. Obviously, fans are very happy that he's back in uniform, and I think possibly no one is happier than Brandon Ingram himself to just be back in action.
1: Um,
4: it was fun. You know, I was I was anxious to get out of there today. I felt um, I felt a lot of emotions coming in today. Um, just. Being back with my teammates and having a chance to go out and compete to win basketball game. It's been, it's been a while, and this is probably my first injury where I had to sit out this many games before coming back to play, especially during the season. So um, it was just anxiety to play um, and be on the floor with the guys and just showing them, that just trying to be effective in the best way that I can.
3: Do you have a feel for the minutes as far as, like, how long it is? If, like, is that going to go up immediately or can to wait and see? Well, after tonight, I hope it goes up immediately.
1: Uh,
3: <laughs> I don't
4: think, yeah, I don't, I don't think I can keep doing minutes restriction.
2: Awesome gym interview, as always, that the media was able to uh, get some glow off of. Uh, it's weird that they were asking questions during the gym interview but whatever <laughs> i'll let it slide man on the street mr jim ikeona yeah. doing the
3: hard work i feel like if i tried to make this a gym interview an exclusive that the media members would have been as upset with me as willie yeah. green was with the referees <laughs> yes. in the fourth quarter so i, I had your back though i'd I, had your back yeah I, I appreciate that joe so yeah we this was definitely a group effort this was not a uh, gym exclusive like you know we've had before but yes. which is fine okay. Understandable. it's his first we have to, back you know we but. have to let everyone participate yeah sometimes, yeah Joe. you know we, we're
2: trying to be sweet and uh, let them have a little bit of jim's uh time uh, joining us on the podcast today is wvue's madeline adams sports anchor and reporter for fox 8 excited to talk about zion's all-star appearance with her let's speak to wvue's madeline adams
0: Terms and conditions apply.
1: Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring? Joining us on the Pelicans podcast, Fox 8
2: WVUE sports anchor and reporter Madeline Adams doing the job on the go. She is on the spillway as we speak, headed to media day to cover LSU baseball, but we're talking Pels today. Madeline, how are you? Thanks for joining us.
4: Hey, thank you guys so much for having me. I'm doing great. Uh, It is that time of year where, where we're doing Pelicans basketball, we're doing LSU baseball and everything in between, so it's a fun time of year. Uh, really excited
3: to join you guys. Yeah, Madeline, uh, I, I I used to be one of those multi sport media athletes as well. I I, I kinda like and a multi sport athlete like Bo Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There, very yeah. very comparable to Bo Jackson. <laughs> but I do I do enjoy covering basketball mostly because I don't know anything about the a lot of the sports that I was covering. So Yeah, I think, oh, baseball? I've th- never heard of I it. I think actually baseball and football I could do a decent job at, but when you started pushing me towards track and field and Cross country and even soccer, I was I was just making stuff up. That I want to see your discus power
2: rankings, right. man. Come on, <laughs> right?
3: But anyways, like Joe said, we're here to talk Pelicans and wanted to ask you about Zion Williamson specifically. He was named a All Star starter yesterday, Woo! first time as a starter yeah. um, s- since you. Obviously, he did not play last season when you came in covering the team. But I mean, from what you've saw, seen so far this season, he played 29 games. What do you think has been the most impressive part of this season from what he's done?
4: Well, it's just impressive, too, for him to be named a starter, like you mentioned it, Jim. He's only played 29 of the Pelicans' 49 games so far. Um, but in that stretch of those 29 games, I think he's shown the fans, he's shown the media um, and the players you know, that uh, across the league that he deserves to be an all-star starter. First time in his four-year career, really impressive um, stretch in those 29 games and and I think the most impressive thing um would be just his ability to take games over and I keep going back to that uh Minnesota game it was the one point win but he put up what 43 points yeah um so just his ability to take games over and I think too, like we just saw him you know because last year was hard for zion and, and he's been very open about that and, and not being able to play all last year and i felt like he came into this season with a lot to prove and and wanting to prove like hey i'm still that guy like i'm i can still be you know this high caliber player and and, and so i think he has proved that like it, it's been incredible to watch um just him i mean he he came out with so much in these 29 games and it's been Uh, A joy to watch, a joy to cover. And, you know, like I said, that Minnesota game, I was there that night. And you could just feel the energy in the crowd. You know, the the entire Smoothie King Center was chanting MVP. Um, And so, you know, unfortunately, um, he's sidelined right now. But, man, I mean, in those 29 games, he proved so much. And like I said, he proved enough to where he's among the league's best and he's an all-star starter.
3: Madeline, you mentioned how the way that he's played this season – has impressed a a wide array of category of people. I mean, he finished third or finished fourth in the fan voting for Western Conference front court players. He also finished fourth among the media for the same category. Really the thing that, that tipped it in his favor was the player rank that he was, he was third among players. I mean, it's, it's hard to know without asking some of the players, which we probably will do later today or this weekend. But, I mean, do you have any thoughts about just the respect that he's getting from the players and why maybe he was ranked a little bit higher among the player vote than he was in the other two categories?
4: Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think, too, when, um, you know, when he's able to take games over like that, obviously the teams that he's playing, they notice that, man. Yeah. Like, they're, they're so keyed in on that. Um, and just to the respect that, I mean, we've heard players, you know, all throughout the season talk about just how dominant he's been able to be. And um, so, I, yeah, I mean, I am not surprised that he was that high on player voting because, I mean, uh, especially guys who play in the league, right, they understand what it takes to be that dominant. Mm-hmm. And so I think even – I mean, and Zion's the youngest starter this year. So I think that in itself is really impressive too when, you know – the rest of the league is looking at him and they've seen what he was able to do in these 29 games so far. Um, and, and his fellow uh, the fellow players around the league really, I mean, they were paying attention. They were paying attention mm-hmm. to the Pelicans and paying attention to just how important Zion was. You know, he helped lead the Pelicans to first place in the Western conference uh, in December. And, and, you know, that, that win streak that they were on too. And, and so um, I think, players just noticed a difference that when Zion was on the court that the Pelicans were a different team and I think that goes back to to just him wanting to having something to prove this year after sitting out all last year. Uh, Players around the league I mean if you're just a fan of basketball which you know pretty much every player in the league is you want to see guys like Zion play and I think they were all excited to see him play and start this year uh, and, and, you know, when Zion was on the court, they were noticing, I mean, just how elite the Pelicans were being at the top of the Western conference. And I think, I think, you know, they took that into account when they were voting.
3: I think it's possible that some of the guys who had to guard Zion also were like, I, right. I, I think I'm going to put him at number one because of yeah. make all- myself uh, look a little better for <laughs> kind of getting freight right. trade. just all the physicality That's- too, just the challenge of guarding him. It seems like that would be something that helped him in the player vote.
4: Yeah, I mean, you know, like, it, look, Zion, and it's crazy, too, like how much he grew as, like, month to month this season. I was noticing, like, uh, in the month of October, I think he was averaging 21 points per game. It was November, it was 23. And then when you got to December, he was averaging 29 points per game. Um, and so, yeah, like, when when guys are having to defend him, they, they just know that Zion's going to be able to put up points, and, and he's going to counter however they're trying to defend him. Um, and, and he's going to be able to put up points night in and night out. And so I think guys recognize that, that, look, he's just one of those guys that no matter how you try to defend him, he's going to be able to work something out and put points on the board. Um, and, too, like, as the season went on, too, his defense got really impressive as well. So I, I think players noticed that um, and players really respected that.
2: You know uh- – when you look at this all-star team, there were, there were a few names that sort of stick out that, that didn't make it, so, so guys that you would sort of expect to. Joel Embiid uh, just missed yeah. out. Uh, Anthony Davis uh, just missing out. You know, a lot of that having to do with his health, of course. But were there any other surprises for you uh, when you look at, at the all-star teams on the East and the West? Anyone you feel like maybe got snubbed uh, this season after the, after the voting's all said and done?
4: Well, you mentioned the guy that, like, really stood out to me, Joel Embiid, because uh, he's been so dominant this year. I was looking at the standings, and, and uh, the 76ers are second in the Eastern Conference right now. Like, yeah. that's a tough conference to be at the top of right now when you consider the Celtics and the Bucks and the Nets and how dominant they've been. Um, and, and so, Joel Embiid, like, that was, a, a, you know, crazy to me that he didn't get named a starter. Um, and so, you know... Anthony Davis, too, I know he dealt with injury as well, but I think, again, that goes back to, you know, a lot of guys have, have dealt with injury so far this season. It's a long season. Um, and, again, for Zion to be named starter, um, you know, missing 20 games, like, that's mm-hmm. really impressive. So, uh, but, yeah, Joel B's like, right off the bat, was, was kind of really surprising to me.
3: Yeah, Madeline, um, he's, uh, you know, obviously, that was a really difficult decision, I feel like. A lot of people thought in the East front court that there were four guys that should have or could have easily been starters, so somebody had to be left out. But um, yeah, in terms of in terms of Zion too, um, like you said, incredible honor. Um, basically, this is the third season that he's played, and or second full mm-hmm. season that he's played. He's been an All Star twice. I was wondering from yeah. your experience of being around the team this season and being at all the games, um, can you kind of give people some insight into what Zion is like in terms of um, it just seems like he's had so much fun this year. It just seems like he's always been in a good mood. He's always been happy. I mean, what do, what do you think that, what is the interaction been like between him and the media, you know, talking after games and just his presence throughout the season? Obviously the injuries have been frustrating that he's missed yeah. games, but it just seems like to me that he's had, he's been having so much fun this year.
4: Yeah, and, you know, I even go back to last year, Jim, um, when we talked to him at the end of the season, and he was talking about just how, you know, how much you wish he could be on the court, because he's mm-hmm. seeing how much fun the team's having in the postseason, and then you, re- like, as we're entering this season, and, and he just, it, it seems like there's such a good chemistry between him and the guys, and, um, you know, I remember, like, when he's walking in, it was Pelicans media day, he's walking in, and CJ kind of greets him at the door, and they have a moment, and. Um, I think him and CJ did their, their interviews together like the first day of, of practice. Yeah. And so um, you can just tell like he, he's really excited to be a part of this season for the Pelicans. Like, he, you know, and in the games that he, that he was playing in, you know, you could just tell that like you could just you tell the joy. I mean, he loves the game of basketball and he's talked about that so much before. Um, that, you know, it's hard for him not to play last year. And, and, and I don't want to say that he, you know, took playing for granted before, but I think he has such more of an appreciation this year. You can just tell on his face how much, how much joy he has um, being on the court with this team and, and playing for this team and, and for this city. And, and I know, you know, um, they play this in the Smoothie King Center every game that, like, you know, he said, if you love the city – it'll love you back. And I think right now he's loving the game of basketball. He's loving being in New Orleans. He's loving being with the Pelicans. And we've seen that. And, and I think that's really translated and the fans can see that, you know, and, and, and the rest of the NBA can see that too. He's really enjoying this year. Um, and so I, I think too, um, whenever he eventually does come back, like, you know, we're going to continue to see that later on the season.
2: You came in at a fun time uh, last season, uh, right around April, when when things were really starting to get hot, and uh, and it was it was fun. And I think a lot of the the success of this season has to do with the cohesion uh, that sort of rolled yeah. over from last season. However, it's it, you know it's a different team. There's there's some different pieces. A lot of players getting different minutes. Uh, what what's the biggest difference you've seen? from from last season to this season uh, in terms of the whole team not just uh, zion himself but but what what's the difference between this season between last season in your eyes
4: well I, I think this year um you know i did come in last year like right so i started my job here in new orleans right before the play-in tournament Sweet um, so time. i missed like the one in 12 start and so i got here and people are like look this is you know this is This is a good part of the season. Like, you came at the perfect time. And so it was such a joy to cover (laughs) them in the postseason. And then entering this year, um, just the depth of this team. Um, For them to have played so many games without Brandon Ingram, for them to have played now 20 games without Zion, just the depth of this team. And, And the guys even so deep in the rotation, they're confident. Yeah. Right. Like there's not a night that no matter who's out, that this team doesn't go on the court and believe that they can win that game. Yep. Um, and I, so I think the confidence that they built in the postseason, the experience that they built with their young guys in the postseason last year, you're seeing that tangible confidence um, on the court, game in and game out um, this season. And so I think that's really just kind of been a difference to me. Like last year they were, they were kind of the underdog, right? Because of their start, Yeah. Um, they were playing, you know, the, the Suns in the first round, and, and they, they were just kind of the underdog from the get-go, even mm-hmm. having to play in the play-in tournament and whatnot. And this year, like, they knew the expectations coming into this season, and they knew the weight of those, and they handled that so well. And I think that speaks to, again, the depth, the experience that they gained last year, and you got to credit Willie Green for that. Willie Green's a second-year head coach in the NBA – And he's dealing with a lot of young players. He's dealing with injuries. He's dealing with having to, like you said, kind of change the lineup, change the rotation up a little bit. Um, And he's handled that really well. I mean, I know right now that like, you know, they're in the middle of a bit of a losing streak, but we actually just did a podcast um, on our overtime podcast. And I was like, I don't think, I don't sense that this is time to hit the panic button because this team is, is truly confident that they'll be able to turn things around. And obviously, you know, there's a lot of factors that have gone into this. Um, into these last few games. But again, I I just think um, the depth of this squad and the confidence that they have has really been um, cool to see this year and and, and just the biggest difference that I've been able to see this year.
3: Madeline, we have 10 games left before the All-Star break. And then by the time Mm. the All-Star break is wrapped up, there's only 23 games left in the season. So, I mean, we're really starting to hit the stretch run here. What are you most looking forward to about the post all-star break stretch or just these last 30 plus games of the season? What are some of the things that you're uh, excited about or looking forward to to covering and watching?
4: Yeah. Well, you know, I, first of all, I just want to say, I think the all-star break will do this team a lot of good just having a bit of a break. They've Mm -hmm. been through a tough stretch in the month of January. I mean, they've been on the road. It seems like almost every game they've played, you know, the top teams in each conference, really uh, tough games and so i number one i just think the all-star break from a rest standpoint will be really ben- beneficial for this team um and then after the all-star break that's when you kind of and this i think it's kind of when it started happening last year like you kind of started seeing the team really hit stride yeah. and um kind of go into these last couple months like really preparing for the postseason like you you always want to be playing your best basketball um, at the end of the season and, and heading into the postseason, And so I think that's just kind of what I, I'm going to be looking forward to is, is like this team really playing up their potential. Obviously, hopefully, um, you know, when you get Zion back on the court um, and, you know, when you have a healthy Zion, a healthy VI, a healthy, a healthy starting five again, um, really excited to see that eventually. And um, just see how this team kind of pushes toward the postseason. Uh, like I mentioned, the expectations entering this, this year were uh, sky high, you know, compared to the start of last season. So, really interested to see how they deal with that down the stretch and, um, and, and just how, you know, how are they able to play to their potentials um, headed into the postseason.
2: Madeline excellent insight as always always looking forward to your reports on Fox 8 Uh, learn track and field Jim you got to learn the javelin depth charts come on Uh, Madeline thanks for joining the Pelicans podcast
4: thank you guys so much for having me it was really fun y'all have a great week
2: Big thanks to Madeline Adams from Fox 8 WVUE for joining us. Uh, Looking forward to her coverage all season long as we push into the playoffs. Man, tough schedule ahead, Jim. Uh, You got Saturday and Sunday back-to-back games. Uh, Wizards at home, that's going to be a great chance for fans to be able to cheer on your Pelicans at home. Cheer on Brandon Ingram as he has made his return. Hey, give a hand to Zion, your all-star here on the team, but then... Back-to-back, they're going to Milwaukee to play the Bucks on Sunday. So Saturday, Sunday, back-to-back, one at home, one away. That's tough, man.
3: And and I'm sure even though Zion won't be playing Saturday night that there will be some acknowledgement up on the uh, big screen of saying congratulate Zion, so fans will have a chance to do that and show the appreciation for him being named an All-Star again. Saturday's Um, huge. For sure. And before I get into, uh, you know, we get into maybe some more specifics about Wizards and the Bucks. I, you know, I mentioned a, a couple shows ago that I'm not gonna freak out until the Pelicans get into a position where they have a cha- They go into a game where f- they could be out, knocked out of the fourth place spot. Well, guess what, Joe? I'm, I'm getting a little nervous here. I'm getting. I, I don't know if I'm at freak out mode, but I'm. I'm getting a little. Dude. Things are getting a little dicey because the Pelicans are. They go into Friday tied with the Clippers. The Clippers don't play until Saturday. The Pelicans have have an advantage, but with better winning percentage, and they also have a season series lead on the Clippers. But if the Clippers win Saturday, the Pelicans will need to win to stay in a top four spot. So, um, I mean, these games are all important, but I really feel like uh, you know they're at the point now where literally they're going to have to win. Saturday, or, I mean, there's a couple other teams that are close behind as well.
2: Scenario so. you have long portended as the Oracle. And Dragon. This could happen. Yes. Saturday,
1: doom.
2: Perhaps. Or, we could pull it out, and uh, we could have a happy road trip. We will see. Now, you look on to February 2nd. We're facing the Dallas Mavericks. Now, Luka Doncic left Thursday's game with a sprained ankle. Uh, we have a doctor in the house right here in studio. His name is Dr. Jim Meikenhofer. Uh, you
3: know, yes, uh, I, I'm an accredited physician. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, this is something that people don't know about me. No. You know, it's not something I really talk about too much because I well, feel like yeah. it's – Mostly because you got your doctorate uh, from eBay through the mail. Right. Well, but, that part of it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, don't as, worry about that. As, a, as a very experienced medical professional that I am, yes. I would like to suggest that Luca needs to sit out one week – with his injury if he, he needs a he needs a week he can come back after that but i i think for me I you know i watched it watched the replay of it i saw yeah. it happen last night um i've really looked at all the different angles he had and, a
2: stethoscope on when he was right. watching the replay and, and my, I can
3: vouch for that my prescription is that he sits out one week he can come back on friday yeah so you
2: heard it here first dr jim eichenhofer uh you, luca chill out a little bit and uh and get better but yeah uh, rest up while the Pelicans are there on the second. Uh, Jim, it's going to be a tough stretch, but I am looking forward to good news. The weeks keep creeping by, the days keep creeping by, and Zion's getting closer. And then B.I. is back only a matter of time before he gets going, man.
3: Yeah, things are starting to look up. Things are getting better here. Um, I'm looking forward to Saturday's game against Washington. You know, people kind of shrug when they think about the Wizards sometimes but they've actually won 4 games in a row. House of they have the second longest winning streak right now going into Friday. The Sixers have the longest with 6 games. And then so the Wizards have been playing some pretty good basketball lately. Yep. They're they're in the they moved into the top 10 in the East. They're in 10th place as of Chicago losing last night in surprising fashion to to Charlotte. So, I mean, this is an important game for them as well. But we hope to see something similar to what happened when the Pelicans played in Washington, where they were able to, at least for this season, erase the House of Horrors tag that has been granted to them from Graff by just blowing them out. And obviously the Pelicans didn't have Ingram in that game. So hopefully we get a little bit more, a little sharper Brandon Ingram, second game, a little bit more. Um, A more rested under CJ him.
2: from not having to carry the team right. as well. Right, uh, you know, it, it looks like everyone may be able to settle into the roles they're supposed to have, mm-hmm. and the offense will be able to operate the way it's supposed to very soon. I know it's been tough. We've lost eleven of fourteen. That's no fun. I'm shaking my pom pom still. We are the Pelicans podcast, presented by SeatGeek. Big thanks once again to Madeline Adams from Fox 8 for joining us. Big thanks to Jim Eichenhofer, the bubbly and ebullient man on the street. We are happy to talk to you every single Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Remember, we are available every single place you get your podcast: Spotify, iTunes, uh, wherever you get your podcast. Right there on the Pelicans website, pelicans.com or the mobile app. We're everywhere. No excuses. Tell your friends and pals to subscribe. We will talk to you once again on Monday. Jim, my voice is still messed up, man. You're going to have to do the outro here. Until then, cool Pills! Woo! Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on Pelicans.com, the Pelicans mobile app, or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time, right here on the New Orleans Pelicans podcast, presented
0: by SeatGeek. Go Bills. Go Go-bell.
1: Terms and conditions apply. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring?